Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the what podcast, where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassidy. Thank you so much for listening today. We've got a great show coming up for you. And we are joined again by the wonderful Lindsay Hostetler, editor and writer for Blazer's Edge. Welcome back to the show, Lindsay. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love being here. Awesome. So we're going to get it off with a little, get things going with a little bit of an icebreaker today. Um, but it's going to be a little bit different than our normal icebreaker. <laughs> Tara, Lindsay, and I have all come up with headlines for what we think might happen in the Blazers' home opener. Now, for those of you listening going, wait, that already happened. For us, we're back in time. So we're right before the home opener. Uh, we don't know what happens. So either you can laugh at our uh, predictions later uh, or be amazed by our premonitions. So, who wants to kick us off with headlines about home opener? I will start it because I have a big one. And I'm hoping it's just (laughs) going to set the tone for the entire season. So, um, today, the day before the Blazers' first game, um, this is what I predict the future headline is going to be on Thursday when this podcast drops. Damian Lillard announces Presence in the MVP race with 50 points in Blazers season opener. Woo! I love it. You know, why not, right? I can just see him coming out and just being like, just like that first shot against uh, Oklahoma City that was, you know, Mm -hmm. from way downtown and was like, this is how it's going to be. He's just going to come out on Wednesday and be like, this is how it's going to be this year. Hello, everyone. Thank you for the MVP trophy. He loves to silence the haters, and mm-hmm. I see him coming out and just having that on his mind right away. Okay, who wants to go next? Sure, I'll go next. Uh, Zach Collins and Hassan Whiteside dominate Nikola Jokic with repeated tandem blocks. Yes. So by the tandem blocks, do you mean like the high five blocks where they both yeah. like, hit the ball at the same time? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm looking for. Like, we are going to have a wall of defense this upcoming season, and a huge part of it is going to be the chemistry between Hassan Whiteside and Zach Collins, and I think we could see that in the opener. I love it. Well, get ready for this doozy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Blaze reunites with long-lost brother Rocky the Mountain Lion thanks to DNA Kit during Blazer's home opening win. (laughs) Um, What in the world is that about? (laughs) Okay, I so, love it so much. I love everyone it. Everyone, stop and go look up a picture of Rocky the Mountain Lion, the Denver Nuggets mascot. Look so at Blaze. They're they're basically the same. They are. Outfit. They're pretty much the same. Um, costume, just in different with colors. different eyes and different colors, um, with maybe one or two stitching differences. So. Um, yeah, I really think that we need to reunite them because there's clearly a family resemblance going on. And I think they could be friends in the off season, do enemies in the to, season. So do we get to get Scotty Pippen involved since he was the one who originally adopted Blaze? Oh, absolutely. Scotty Pippen must be involved now that I've remembered this. <laughs> Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. So do you think he's going to be covering the game and there's going to be like a special like halftime, um, you know, human interest or mascot interest story? I sure hope so. Um, I'm hoping that uh, 
maybe Brooke will be involved because I know she's had a rough time with some mascots, but uh, I think it can be a beautiful thing. So yeah, mostly Pierre, but not only yeah. can players come to Portland and be their their best selves, <laughs> even mascots yeah. can come to Portland and be their best selves. Absolutely. It feels like we have high expectations for opening night. <laughs> I really do, um, especially for Blaze. But uh, on that uh, wonderful note, I think we're going to move on to kind of our focus of today's episode, which is going to be some award predictions. Because we're in the past, we're going to start predicting the future. Um, And I'm wondering, who do you think is going to be this year's sixth man for the Blazers? Lindsay, our guest, would you like to go first? Oh, sure. I really think it's going to be Kent Bazemore. Like, I have every amount of faith like whatever amount of faith i need to have i have it in that because i think during fan fest he showed how dedicated he was to the team he's shown it during the preseason like he just he's a dog in the fight and he brings the energy and when it comes to a six man like i know that's what matters in this team is energy yeah energy is a an important thing like do you are you making this prediction based on like eye test or like at the end of the year? Do you think will you have like something that you'd want to measure? Like, how do you tell who the sixth man is? Or is it just purely like he came in and it gave him a spark? I think it's both an eye test of FanFest and the subsequent preseason games, as well as what uh Bazemar has said himself of like that's what he wants to do he wants Mm -hmm. to bring something to this Blazers squad and I think it's important to recognize that yeah I'm in complete agreement for this award on Camp Bazemar as well um I think he finally found a team a city and an organization that he is just beyond excited to play for and I think it shows and I think I think it's going to be a lot of hustle board stats that I think are going to prove prove how much he's worth to this team because I think sometimes that's what it is, and I think he might bring back the three goggles. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. I love it. I love it. He's really <laughs> well known for his bench celebrations. When he was in Golden mm-hmm. State, he was really known for that. So he he could be important not only while he's on the court, but also while he's off the court. Well, here's the thing to consider is that we lost some of the bench energy when Myers Leonard went to Miami. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to have someone who can provide that both on the court and on the bench Mm -hmm. now that Myers is gone. Yeah, good thinking. Well, my candidate for six man of the year for the Blazers is like kind of a dark horse, I guess I would say. Um, because I was trying to figure out like how that's why I asked you, Lindsay, like, how do you measure six man? So mm-hmm. for this one, I went like super literal in terms mm-hmm. of who would of all the people on the bench, who's most likely to have the most have the highest box score plus minus of the non starters. So I looked at the starters and granted from last year his numbers are somewhat inflated and i came up with scal but scal you know because he had that one really great game in uh in sacramento but i think he has 
a compelling uh, I think he has a compelling story. You're going to have see a theme with me with Scal if you haven't already noticed it yet. <laughs> um, I know he's sneaky better than we all knew or know. And I think because of we've already seen like a little bit of fragility for the front line. I think we're going to mm-hmm. see Scal more than we thought. Mm-hmm. And when he, yes. from what I've seen in preseason, when he comes in, he's very focused. He's very like technically proficient. And yes. um I think that also he brings energy. He brings energy in that, like not the same kind of energy that uh, Bazemore brings, but he brings okay. a kind of energy where everyone just really, really wants him to succeed, which is kind of a no. fun, different thing. So he's like, I think that's exactly it. Yeah. So he's he's kind of not your traditional candidate for that, but I really do think that we're gonna see him playing a lot more than we originally thought. At least I hope so, because I really do enjoy watching him yeah. play. A lot of it, like I said, because he's like, technically he's, pro- you know, he's proficient. Like, like oh, that's what a good um, box out looks like. Oh, that's what a good, um, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what a good screen looks like. You know, he, um, he seems to yeah. know what he's doing. So... Tara, I'm sorry I stepped on your toes, but it was mostly because I'm so enthusiastic about Skull. Like, I took a bunch of notes that I left at my office for this podcast tonight, like, thinking, like, thinking about the questions ahead of time and trying to plan. And I off to the side in my notes wrote Skull in really big letters with, like, (laughs) triple circles around it of, like, no, all of these questions yeah. are answered by Scott LeBissier and his skill set. Uh, he is a very technical basketball player. It, it's interesting to watch him try to fit into um, Stats' flow offense mm-hmm. uh, because those aren't necessarily things that go together, right? Is a textbook player with someone who plays by feel, mm-hmm which is what Stotts' offense is based off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the the tension there, right, is he's this really great skilled player, but how does he fit into the flow offense over the long term? Oh, that's such a great point. Yeah. Okay, so we've got two two for Baysmore, one for Scal for six man. <laughs> <laughs> well, so- like one and a like half for Baysmore, half for Skull. I think that's yeah. Kind of I'm in it happened. too. I I want to see Skull be that guy. I really, that I guy. really do, and I think he can. Mm-hmm. And the the players that you don't expect to be as good as they are, that's just a Portland theme right now. Mm-hmm. And so why not let it be him next? I think it would be great. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm wondering, who do you think is going to be our most improved player this year? I'm very torn on this one. With everyone, I think. <laughs> well, do you want to start? Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. Um, I think that I don't know if it's just my preseason watching, but I really think that I haven't seen Hazonja play that much. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, I think he could be a player that just kind of takes off from this point. This could be a great offense for him. It could be a great situation. And I think he's very excited about being here. And so I think he could be a player that we see a whole new set of skills from that maybe we weren't used to seeing. And I think it might prove itself to be a very big improvement. Right on. What do you think, Lindsay? Um, I think 
Anthony Simons oh, yes. is the automatic pick. Mm-hmm. Like he's okay. So he grew an inch in the off season. Apparently <laughs> I think that lends itself to the conversation. Uh, I just, he's has such a silky smooth pull up three pointer mm-hmm. that you're just like, Oh, he's the ultimate spot shooter. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so looking forward to seeing that this season because in the current iteration of the Blazers offense, it has to be him. Okay. Yeah. Well, my I go back to the same question that I asked about the six-man award, which is like, how do you measure most improved? I'm always mm-hmm. uh, curious about these things. Um, and in my in my thinking, I always go back to CJ when he won mm. the most improved player. And he was like, I've all, this is as good as I've always been. I just finally got the opportunity to play. Right. So I think yeah. that's Anthony. Yeah. That sounds like you know? Anthony yeah. to me. Cause he hasn't, you know, he's been like, people have been talking about how good he is like this whole time, even if he hasn't been playing, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, like, who is the person who's most likely to actually have added things onto his game? And As, go that's got to be Zach Collins, right? You know, I think that's a really yeah. that's a really good one. His shot is so looking so nice. I'm so improved. That mid range, yes, that mid range yeah. is so sweet. It, yeah, and it's just like without any thought. He just when he doesn't mm. think about it, he just grabs it and takes it, and it's like. It's really, really nice. And that can, I think that can really, really, I love it. That can really, really help. Um, I'm trying, but again, I'm still trying to figure out like, how do you measure most improved and impact? Now, if this is kind of another like weird way of looking at it, but if this hashtag season of CJ goes the way that I am hoping it will, <laughs> yes. it better, it better. Is CJ adding more range, like from farther out mm-hmm. and then adding mm-hmm. his ability to get to the free throw line. And if both of those things happen, it's going to completely change. I believe the way other teams are going to have to play the blazers. So if, he, yeah. if he improves in just those two areas, they're going to have such a huge impact on the team that, mm-hmm. you know, even though he's a veteran, he's been around a while and like maybe his numbers don't go up that much. I think that could be, he could be a candidate for most improved player, but I like your Hazonia pick too, because you mm. know, these players who are young and haven't really had a chance to blossom, um, you know, it's ripe for them to step mm-hmm. into, step into that role. Yeah. I definitely was looking at this category going, I feel like so many people could be this person. And I feel like I want to just see them all be that person. (laughs) I just want to see everyone like to their best new abilities and adding things. Um, Speaking and adding things, how about some defense? Um, I think we're going to see a lot of changes, I think to a certain extent in the way we play defense, because we've added a lot of, really key defensive players. So do you guys have an idea of who do you think may be the defensive player of the year for the Blazers? I would love it if it uh, was Whiteside. If he just mm-hmm. came yeah. out and was everything on defense that he's been said to be, that would be yeah. perfect. I would have no problem saying, you know what? Sorry, Zach Collins, you'll have to wait for, you know, <laughs> you'll have to be happy with your most improved player award or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
because like if Whiteside can be everything that he said that he's supposed to be, yeah, I would say that he's the defensive player. But I think right now Zach Collins has the edge. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I obviously had Zach down for defensive player of the year. And I think given my previous made up headline, I, I, I have a lot of faith in Whiteside too. I'm really interested to see what they're, what they can do together in their pairing. I think that's where the Blazers defense is really going to show itself. Absolutely. Um, and for this one, I was thinking, I was thinking co co defensive players of the year, Hassan Whiteside and Zach Collins. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just go up there and give them, they can get do each other the, the high five blocks. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. That could be the new trophy is a high Boom. five blocking ball. <laughs> What do you guys like about what what are like your favorite defensive things? Like when you see him, you just go, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Steals. Oh, Oh. well, then I love deals. Yes, I'm very excited for Bazemore. Um, I love that kind of hustle play, poking at the ball, going after people. I just I love it. Slightly antagonistic at the same time as just being like so fun to watch. I love it. Um, I'm obviously in the blocks. Um, I just, as somebody who used to play volleyball, I really like that up and down. It's really important. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's so beautiful when a basketball player is act, actually able to attain it. I know you love that picture from last year, right? Of Zach making that block. Was it on Rudy Gobert? Yes. Yes. That was called for a foul, but the but the picture is like it's absolutely oh, yeah. clear. It's so beautiful. It's actually my work desktop. <laughs> I I don't know. Do you I like a good like bone crushing screen, but I don't know if that's really considered defense or part of offense right because you have to do it in order to free up your um you know your ball handler so maybe like a maybe a a drawn charge oh yeah okay i'll say that i appreciate that i like it anytime one player runs into another player and falls down basically (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) Only because I know they're all okay. As long as they're everybody's okay. Yeah. Like I don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, but I just I love it when they're running, especially when they're like concentrating really hard and they're watching something and they just like crash into something that they didn't even see was there. I just love that. Yeah, I just love defense. It's I just love it. Um so let's yeah, it is a beautiful thing. Um <laughs> So speaking of beautiful things, I think the way that the team impacts the community around it is a huge thing. So who do you think might be our community assist award winner this year? Uh, I'm going with Tara's season of CJ Uh because I think with his outreach with the Boys and Girls Club and the other things he does around the community, I think he has a lot of potential. How about you, Tara? So I think that Dame and CJ are pretty established in all of their uh, community programs. Like last year was really big for CJ, like like you said, Lindsay, with the Boys and Girls Club. And on top of that, the um, uh, 
the program for the rising journalists. So I Mm -hmm. think it might be time for somebody else to like really who hasn't done a ton to really step in. And I'm thinking that like Zach Collins or Anthony Simons could be um, ready to step up and step into like taking a a community, you know, you know, um, giving back to the community and like, you know, upping their game in that sense or you know it could be one of the it could be rodney i mean rodney hood has Mm -hmm. talked so much about how happy he is here you know this might Mm -hmm. be the year that he decides that he wants to you know start some programs here you know i mean i think i don't know what other um things that he's done and other stops along the way but i'm sure he's done stuff but it just strikes me as uh, room for somebody else to step up and kind of um, take that on this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was definitely thinking along the same lines as they've both, as, both Damon and CJ have established so much in the community, and so I was thinking, what player has maybe a little extra time on their hands at the beginning of the season, and it's going to be in Portland a little extra time, and I think that might be Yusuf Nurkic. Oh. Um, <laughs> for a community that so dearly loves him, I think that if he found the right balance of something that he loves and com- combining it with the community, it would be fantastic and an absolute wonderful thing to see. And so I'm my vote is for uh, Nurkic. I love I love that idea. You know, last year there was a like after a game, there was a uh, meet the players kind of event that I went to. And it was Jake Lehman and Yusuf Nurkic and Seth Curry. Um, And somebody in the audience asked them like what they would do if they weren't doing basketball. And Jake Lehman was like something with animals, which, of course, is like, oh. That's so cute. And then um, Seth Curry was like, I don't know. (laughs) Because, I mean, his whole life and his whole family's life is basketball. (laughs) But Yusuf Nurkic said something about doing something with kids, that he loves doing things with kids. And so I could see him being active. You know, it's kind of like Damien. When you see Damien out in the community, like, he's kind of pretty stone-faced or he doesn't, like, really have much of an expression or whatever. But then as soon as you see him around a group of kids, he just lights up. You know, and I, I can imagine uh, Yusuf Nurkic, like, really enjoying doing things with kids as well. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, well, the kids got me thinking, how about, who's the class clown? <laughs> who's who's making everybody laugh in the locker room? Who's who's being extra ridiculous? Who do we get to laugh with? Who's taking Evan thinking? Turner's place? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've thought about this a lot, actually. What'd you come up with? Um, I came up with Hassan Whiteside and mm-hmm. I don't expect him to push the same boundaries that Evan Turner did in terms of sharing. <laughs> I'm not expecting a, an Instagram live while on the toilet, <laughs> but I think there's a degree of openness there that will be really great. And I mean, Hassan's already, built a bit of a relationship that way with rip city. I can see it. I'm after talking with Brooke, I'm a hundred percent behind this. Uh, Brooke says he's absolutely hilarious. Um, so I was definitely thinking Hassan as well. Yeah. I think I'll add my vote there too. Cause, um, (laughs) he's already had some really good one liners and, you know, 
Rodney, Tolliver, Bazemore, they all seem like friendly and personable, but they don't seem like joke crackers. And Mm. I don't, you know, (laughs) Anthony, we've heard that he's quite serious. Uh, You know, it looks Mm -hmm. like you don't like want to make too many Mm. jokes about Zach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think maybe (laughs) Tyler by default. Yeah. And Nurk already holds the title for like, best uh t-shirts yeah. category so and we don't even vote on that because i think he already kind of plays that joke card with the t-shirts so oh that's just facts yeah well that's true yeah he's just wearing true. facts um <laughs> facts well wearing facts or wearing their fanciest clothes who do you think's blazer's best dressed this season Ooh. that's a hard one that is hard I am gonna I I think I know mine. And that is because someone threw out some real Blazers Rip City vintage wear last year. And I'm gonna give this one to my hope and dream for Gary Trent Jr. <gasps> oh, um, that's a good one. I love the vintage gear. I love yeah. the crazy patterns. Bring it on more Gary Trent Jr. outfits. That's a uh, good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, I would also say Zach Collins, not because I like Zach Collins in this case, but I did write a story for Blazer's Edge that encapsulated this piece from a paper in North Carolina that talked about how Zach had a fashion service. It's basically like... um, Like a stylist? A stylist by mail for tall people. <laughs> like like um, Stitch Fix, but for NBA players? <laughs> exactly. Stitch Fix for NBA players. <laughs> yeah, I like your Gary Trent Jr. Um, suggestion, Cassidy. <laughs> Although we know Zach has that, that hair. So that might up that category a little bit for Zach. Yeah, did you guys <laughs> see him talking about his mustache? When they asked him about no. what was going on with his mustache. They asked him that at practice. Did you watch that, Lindsay? No, I missed it. Well, they asked him what's going on with his mustache. And then they, like, zoomed in, like, super, super close. So you could see that there was, like, the tiniest little peach fuzz. Oh, no, they didn't. He said that, he said that it was, he was going to shave it for opening night. And I just... I. I felt like he just just looked kind of sad that he couldn't grow a mustache. And you're like, dude, you're only 22. Give it some time. Yeah, it'll happen. He's not even 22. He just looked a little haunted about it. Yeah, he's 21. Yeah, sometimes it takes a while. And when you're blonde, it's hard to make it show up. So, And then you would have, like, Yusuf Nurkish standing next to you with, like, his giant bushy beard, which is so great. A mountain man. He's like a mountain man. He's so Oregonian. I love it. He looks exactly like my son. My sons all have big red beards. That's my husband. You've met my husband. He looks like my husband. Oh, my gosh. He really does. (laughs) I love it. Um, (laughs) Well, um, so I've got a few non-Blazer-related awards. Um, so we've recently lost a bunch of players, uh, other teams and gained new members of the Blazer family, uh, which recently departed Blazer do you think is going to have the best year with their new team? I think it's Myers. Yeah, it has to be. I think Myers is going to go all over Miami. I think. Oh, 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He's going to be unleashed and he's going to be like without all the like tension that kind of was in the arena when he stepped on. I think he's Mm going to, I think he's going to play really well. Yeah, Yeah. I was definitely agreeing with that. Um, I think the other person I was thinking about could possibly be Seth Curry. Oh, yeah. Um, In Dallas, uh, new role. Yeah, I think he could be a player that really gets to stand out even more with more playing time. I feel like Seth Curry was on like a year long exchange program when he came to Portland. (laughs) And like now he's back at his regular school. And mm-hmm. now, now he's going to have that little, like, I was on an exchange program swagger. Like, you know, like, he, he came back from his year in Europe and he has yeah. kind of like when Kevin Love, like, got all Euro looking and he looked like he'd just gotten back from, like, being on an exchange <laughs> program. I feel like yeah. Seth is going to kind of have some of that vibe going back to Dallas and that could carry him um, to a lot of success. <laughs> I hope Aminu has... I you know I have I imagine Aminu in Orlando is going to be exactly like Aminu in Portland. I think you could pick up Aminu and put him anywhere, and he would have like the exact same. <laughs> you do mm-hmm. the exact same thing. No, he's the Swiss Army knife of basketball games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he's just gonna figure out his skill set in that team and yeah. do his thing. Just yeah. slot yeah. him in, right? So. Uh, Tara and I mentioned this the other day to each other, and it got us thinking, who is your favorite player who was never a Blazer? Like your favorite player to watch that was never a Blazer. So not necessarily favorite player because of announcing or anything like that. Just favorite player to watch was never a Blazer. Uh, Well, actually, one of my current favorite players to watch is uh, Donovan Mitchell, Uh who's never been a Blazer, but has that relationship via Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of mentorship, but I just love watching Donovan Mitchell play, and that plays into the other jazz players I enjoy. Or mm-hmm. I like watching Joe Ingles. I like watching Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. I like Jeez, watching. What Zach- are you like a jazz lover or something? Zach. No, I like watching Zach <laughs> Collins block Rudy Gobert. <laughs> like, yeah, it's amazing. That's it. Comes back around, Tara. Okay. So, now uh, they are an equally fun team to watch in our division, and I like their. They have a similar rapport, I guess, with each other that you don't see it in the league. So, yeah, I, I'm a touchy feely person like that. <laughs> Tara, do you have one in mind? It kind of just depends on whatever's right in front of me. <laughs> it really, uh, it oh, really, I feel that it really changes so much. Um, I mean, I'll always enjoy Stephen Adams because he's yeah. just, yes, I just think absolutely. he's fun to watch. But I also, I love JaVale McGee, which is yeah. such a weird thing to say. I know for a lot of people, but I think he's a genius. And you know what? Sometimes geniuses do boneheaded things, right? Because they're oh, he's got that length though. He's so lengthy. <laughs> and he's like... faking an injury was my favorite thing ever. Lindsay, did you see it? 
Oh he my faked, god, no. He faked an injury so that his defender would leave him and then he got the he ran back in, got the ball. Oh, that's dunked. the best thing it ever. It was so funny. And it was oh. on Draymond Green. It oh was my, amazing. Oh my god. Um Yeah, I How did I How fun. have I not seen that? Just pre-season. it was just a couple nights ago. It was a preseason, so like, oh, you know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wasn't like, you know, but I've I just been busy. I I <laughs> I just enjoy how stunned everybody is every time he does something really good. <laughs> and I just am so happy for him whenever that happens and just be like, take that haters. Like, you know, who is anybody to like make fun of JaBale McGee, who is an NBA player, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess I have sort of a little place in my heart for JaVale McGee. Um, so that's oh. probably my answer. Oh man. And I love all of these picks so far. Uh, but I'm going to go with Kemba Walker. I love that footwork. Love watching it. It's so fun. Um, How do you think he's going to fare on his new team? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not all that concerned about how it's going to go because I'm only really concerned about how the Blazers are going to do. But I'd like to see him do well. And I'd like to see, you know, some patented uh, Kemba Walker moves out there. Yeah. I hope that um, I mean, I guess it's got to be I guess being in Boston has got to be better than being in Charlotte right now. Things seem not great there. So, (laughs) yeah. And I think I have a lot of respect for Brad Stevens. So I'm interested to see how that all works out. Yeah. Um, Well, we made it through the uh, awards predictions. We have one more thing that we wanted to uh, cover today in honor of the Blazers 50th anniversary celebration, we are going to play first to 50. So I'm going to give some stats and we're going to guess who's going to be the player who gets first to 50 this season. And I'm actually going to keep track of this one um, because I think it would be fun to see how we do. So for, Uh, yes, should we put money on it? I have never successfully bet money. (laughs) (laughs) let's 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 put like dinner on it or something should we do that so like yeah whoever but do we do one for each different assist or do we do it like at the end of this at the end of them whoever got the most right yeah most right you most right okay yeah so uh, whoever gets the most right whoever gets the least right has to buy dinner Yes, and I I will even come up to Portland to make honest. Awesome. So, oh awesome. good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this will make okay. me track of it even more. <laughs> All right. So, first to 50 assists. Who's going to be first to get 50 assists? Should I should I provide like the context or do you want to just say it? No, just say it. Okay. Just go for it. Cuz I think that the um I think I actually I think the context is kind of interesting just for like mm. comparison. So last year, um, Damian yeah. got to fifty assists in nine games. CJ got to fifty in twenty two. So, who do you think this oh. year is going to be the first to fifty? Cassidy, you want to go first? I believe in the season of CJ. I'm going to go with CJ. Okay, Lindsay, how about you? I went with Damien. Yeah, I'm going to go with Damien too, but I like your thinking, Cassidy. If you believe it, it will happen. Um. <laughs> All right, who's going to be the first of 50 personal fouls? Cassidy, let's just keep going Zach, in the same order. Zach Collins. 
Yeah. <laughs> Zach Collins. I think it's going to be a son white side. Okay. I think that's brave. I know. I know. <laughs> um, last year, the first two, let's see, it took Damien 29 games. It took CJ 29 games. It took Zach 18 games. It took Baysmore 20 games. And it took Whiteside 17 games. So Whiteside last year in his situation mm-hmm. edged out Zach, but I don't know what it's going to be like in this year. Okay. So we have two for Zach and me for Whiteside for first of 50 personal fouls. All right. Who's the, we're going to be the first person to get 50 points in a game. Damien. Okay. Hoping for Anthony. <laughs> Hashtag season of CJ. I love how this is catching on. Well, <laughs> you both know that I think Damien's going to score 50 points on opening night. So I'm going to have to say Damien on this one. <laughs> Okay. okay first to 50 blocks so last year it took zach collins 62 games to get to 50 blocks and ooh, i didn't figure out i didn't do white side so okay ooh. who's gonna who's gonna be first to 50 blocks cassidy i'm going with zach i believe okay Lindsay. zach okay i went with white side again mm. um rebounds First white of 50 side. rebounds? Yeah, white side. White side. And white side. <laughs> we're, all, we're all sure about that one. Okay, how about first of 50 steals? Baysmore. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I added one on there. Um, my favorite stat. Who's going to be first of 50 dunks? Now, let me remind you that the, the Blazers are a fairly modest dunking team. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, Nurk had 68. He was the leading dunker, and behind him was Mo with 66. You guys have any idea how many dunks Whiteside had last year? No. No. 150. <laughs> what? Oh, Wait, okay. what? Well, and he barely played. He played playing. What? Okay, now I mean, you're, now you're making me go look, because I want to make sure I have that right. But... um. He was benched a significant part of the year. So he does like to dunk. Okay, here we go. Da, 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 da. Um, one hundred and fifty-one made dunks. He played seventy-two games. Oh, he did. Okay, mm-hmm. good. He just didn't start seventy-two games. But that's mm-hmm. but that's ten games short of an eighty-two game season. Right. So I'm going to go with him as getting the most dunks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a safe bet. That's in a shorter season than anyone else. So, facts. Yeah, that's just, I can't even imagine. Like, I I, I actually looked and went to see, like, because it feels like the Blazers don't dunk that much, but they were actually right in the middle of the pack. They were, like, number 15 in terms of, like, for the entire team, which made me think, wow, there's some teams that, like, never see dunks. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but we just also haven't had someone like Hassan Whiteside before who can kind of muscle his way in there to the hoop yeah. um, without consequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Myers always liked to dunk, but he didn't play enough, I don't think. Right. So I think he'll be dunking all over Miami. It's a very similar play style. 
Right on. Well, that's all we. That's all the uh, first of fifties we have. So we will. I, I made a little table of this. I'm going to put it in the article so people can see what we voted for, and they can, if they want to, say in the comments what um, who they think is going to be the first to all of these things. I think that would be fun, you know, in celebration of fifty years. Now, Lindsay, before we go. Uh, we wanted to know if you had anything you would like to add to the 50th anniversary playlist. Yes. Um, so there's a song I always think of when I think of winning, which is Can't Hold Us by Macklemore featuring Ryan Lewis. Um, I strongly associate it with the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl. Okay. And I feel like it's a song, its theme can lead the Blazers to the ring. All right. Well, like the first song on our list is We Are the Champions. So this would be an <laughs> excellent compliment because we're just going for it completely. Exactly. I like it. I will add it to the playlist. Well, ladies... Is there anything else that anybody wants to add or shall we just go and go to sleep because it's, you know, like Christmas Eve, but it's NB, it's Blazers <laughs> Eve. And so we can so wake up in the morning and be ready. Oh, I'm beyond excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Well, it sounds like we are ready to go. Cassidy, do you want to take us out of here? Oh, wait, let's. I forgot to. Have, Lindsay, do you want to tell us where uh, people can find your work? Uh, you can follow me at Corvallisonian on Twitter. Well, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Hoops and Talks and to subscribe to the show in the Blazers Edge podcast feed on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts. And don't you forget it. We love email. So send us an email with your icebreaker ideas, questions, or your own 50, first to 50 table. Uh, you can email us at hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. You can find me at Cassidy Gemmett on Twitter. Tara, how can we find you? You can find me at TCB Biggs. So thanks everyone for joining us. And we will talk the next time we talk to you. The season will have started. Go Blazers. Woo!